able to name what it is that you're feeling um, can be a really great way to help manage those feelings. Dr. Dan Siegel does this name it to tame it. And Welcome to Mindful Conversations with Kay. I'm Christy. And I'm Kelly. We are both moms, educators, kidding around yoga teachers, and trainers, and now podcasters. In this podcast, we will talk about using research-based tools and strategies to help increase mindfulness, self-awareness, connection, self-regulation, and peace in your home or classroom. Join us weekly for some fun and insightful conversations where we will take a deep dive into all things kids yoga and mindfulness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mindful Conversations with Kay. It is nice to see you, Kelly. Nice to see you too, Christy. How are you today? Uh, I am quite good. It's, it's, we had, we're having this extended winter and there was a couple little flurries this morning. Um, nothing significant, but, uh, you know, it's, it's always kind of fun to see a few beautiful flakes coming down. (laughs) Yeah. We have potential snow for, for tonight, for the first time all winter for us. We haven't, we've had like some flurries here and there, some dustings, but we have an actual potential of maybe one to three inches or isn't Something that unusual for you guys to not Very have unusual. winter? Mm-hmm. Huh. Very unusual. So the kids are all kind of crossing everything and doing all the things to maybe get a snow day tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. what happens. They have all these, they have all these things that they do, like wearing their pajamas inside out and putting a spoon under their pillow and flushing ice down the toilet. There's this very many <laughs> funny things that that they do to like try to make a snow day happen. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is adorable. Pajamas inside out, spoon under the pillow. Does it work? <laughs> I guess we'll see, huh? Yes, we'll find out. I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> That's outstanding. I love that. Um, we're talking today about naming your feelings. Yes. You know, this is so interesting. I was actually thinking about this and it got me thinking about how we, as a society, are are very, uh, especially you know here in the U.S. and how we are, we're, we're very. Um, anytime you run into somebody, what's the first thing you say? Hi, how you doing? How's yeah. it going? Right, mm-hmm. and the knee jerk response is, "I'm great," or "Yeah, oh, hey, fine. really busy," you know. Yeah. It, it, there's this, there's this autumn. It's like, we don't ever take the time to actually think about that response. It's, it's an automatic, probably because the other thing that we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to, to move from one thing to the next. And we're very driven by, by doing and, and this sort of thing. So, so to actually stop and say, Let's see, how am I actually feeling? (laughs) The person who asks you that, that's the last time they're going to ask you that, right? They're never going to ask you again if you sit there and take the next five minutes to actually consider and then launch into a a big, long explanation of 
of, of how you're truly doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's, I think there's that piece. And then I think there's another piece of that. We have been learned over the years. We have learned that there are feelings that are good feelings Mm -hmm. and that are like acceptable feelings. And then there are feelings that are the not so good feelings and like the bad feelings, right? Like the feelings of anger or sadness or frustration are the feelings that we don't want to have. And we don't want to almost acknowledge those feelings because those are negative feelings. We only want to be right. How many uh, times do you see that saying like, you know, like good vibes only, you know, like that kind of, right. Good point. That kind of mentality of like, we only want to accept when we're feeling really good. So it becomes our knee jerk reaction to be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm great. How are you? Like, because that's, that's the perception that we feel is what, what society is looking for. We, that we should be fine. Right. And so I think that, that that's like a learned behavior that we have learned to sort of not acknowledge the difficult feelings or the more challenging feelings. And and I think too, not taking the time to really be interested or or to explore how am I really doing? How am I really feeling? Like, listen, anytime you want to know something these days, what do you do? Hey Siri, hey Alexa, right? Like, yeah. oh my gosh, my computer just lit up. Like Siri just really oh, and my phone's lit up too. Siri really wants to know how she can help me. It's okay, Siri. I'm like, um, that is funny. There for you. Uh, yeah, right. So yeah, we're so used to these instant responses to things that actually taking the time to sort of explore how we're really doing it's kind of not in our nature yeah to slow down and really really feel into it and really I mean I know for myself too there's been days where like you know maybe like I'm I'm feeling off and whether that be maybe I'm feeling like kind of anxious or just feeling really low or something and Uh, but I don't, I don't tend to want to explore that. I just kind of want to like get through it and like push it away and like try to distract myself maybe with being busy or, you know, like kind of push it aside and which is really against what is going to help me move through the feeling, you know, like if we, we think about, we, we talk about all the time with, you know, at least I do like with kids talking about how feelings are like waves in an ocean, right. Mm -hmm. And they come in and they go out. And, um, when you think about, you know, standing in the ocean, right. And you want to fight against that wave, you know, it's going to smack you in the face and knock you over rather than if you can just ride the wave and go with it and kind of acknowledge it like, okay, I'm just going to take this wave of sadness today or whatever it is I'm feeling and ride it out. And, and that's, that's a lot more gentle way to, to deal with it than try to push it away and ignore it. And if, if usually will take you longer to get through that emotion and for that wave to come in and out, if you are trying to fight against it, you know? Yeah. And two, you know, I, I, I think I guess circling back around what you were saying about like what's an acceptable feeling to have, what's an acceptable response, and these sorts of things. I think about with kids, and I don't know, some of the things that I heard as a kid when, you know, oh, I was frightened of this, or oh, this scared me, or something. And it was like, no, that's not scary, or no, you're fine, or come on, like just suck it up, kind of a thing. Like, you're, you're good, you're good, like shake it off. 
you know, that's a, that's a, a fairly common response. I think that some people have, and unfortunately with, with our kids, what does that do? That makes them feel like they're not heard. They're not like, they don't matter. Like they, what they're experiencing is not valid or important. Right. And that they should ignore that feeling and they should push it away because that's not a feeling. If my parent can't deal with that, my sad feeling or my frustrated feeling or my angry feeling, if it scares my parents so much that they're trying to tell me, don't worry about it. Like don't pay attention to it. Then, then it must be bad. Mm -hmm. So I must not have that feeling. I must push it away. Right. And I must ignore what what I'm feeling in my body, those sensations. And, and instead we should be, you know, telling our kids like, Oh, you know what you you're looking frustrated. Like, tell me more, right? Like, you know, tell me more about that situation that you were in that, that made you angry, you know, and let them be able to do that deep dive and explore. Where's that feeling coming from? Where are you feeling that in your body? Like, you know, what, just get them to open up about it instead of shutting it down. And I know it's hard as a parent because you don't want it. You don't want your kids to experience the difficult emotions, right? It's hard. And and so. and and we don't want to experience difficult emotions because what does that do? It it man, it gets in the way of our day. <laughs> like if, if I gotta stop and have a meltdown, if I gotta stop and cry about something, doggone it, that's gonna put me behind by like the next 15 minutes. I don't have time for this, right? Uh, nobody got time for that. So that's that's right. kind of the feeling that that we've that we've that's been sort of ingrained in us. Um, and so I think, like you said, helping your child acknowledging uh what they've, what they're coming to you with and, and helping them explore it a little bit. It sounds like that was frustrating to you, or it sounds like maybe you're, you're scared, or it sounds to me like maybe that's like, you're sad. Can you tell me more, you know, and then letting them kind of dive into that. I love that. I love that. Um, that phrase, just, can you tell me more about that? Mm -hmm. You know, I, my son actually came to me, my 13 year old actually came to me yesterday and said, like, I don't, I don't feel good. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, are you getting sick? Like, do you have a headache? Do you have a stomach ache? Is there something bothering you? He's like, no, like, I just don't feel good, you know? And he, but he couldn't put his finger on it. You know, it was like, he was just like, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel good. And I was like, are you sad about something? You know, like, is something worrying you? Like, you know, and we just kind of explored for a few minutes and he really couldn't like come up with one single thing, but he was just feeling like not himself. And you know, we just like explored it. And I was like, maybe you just need to like move around a little, like move your body, like get some, he's a physical kid. So I'm like, maybe you need to like get some exercise. It was cold yesterday. So, but I, he was like, yeah. So I like moved the cars out so he could shoot some baskets in the, in the driveway. And, um, and then, and then he was still kind of like moping around, you know, and I was, you know, and we just kind of all day, I was just like checking in with him and like, you know, kind of like, you know, like, maybe this is just like, you know, you're just, you're feeling down about something and you're not sure, you know, but he, he it, I was proud of him for coming to me really to good. like, yeah, to, to say like, I'm not sure what's going on, but like, you know, I don't, I feel uncomfortable, you know, and we kind of just like explored it all day. And then, and I was like, let's get out of the house. And we did a bunch of different things. Like, let's go for a walk. Like I had to run some errands. I was like, why don't you just come from in the car with me? We put some music on. Like we tried, I tried a whole bunch of different things just to kind of, you know, help him to like get through that, that, that low energy. But, um, 
but yeah, I mean, I think we don't pause enough. Like you, like you're saying, we don't pause enough, you know, in our day to, to acknowledge when we're, when we're having these different feelings, you know, and and the being able to name what it is that you're feeling um, can be a really great way to help manage those feelings. Dr. Dan Siegel does this name it to tame it. And he, t- I, I, I just absolutely am so delighted every time I hear him describe it because it, it kind of cracks me up. So he talks about this idea that, you know, you've got kind of the upstairs and the downstairs brain, right? You've got the, the downstairs brain is your amygdala and, and, and the lower part of the brain. And that's kind of where all the emotion stuff is stored. All the memories are stored, all of this. And then you've got your thinking brain, kind of the, the upstairs part of the brain. And, and, and the idea is to be able to keep those, those pieces of the brain integrated, right? And so when you're having a big feeling, when you're having a big emotion, it's almost like that bubbles up within that amygdala and, and it's, and it's sort of buzzing and, and, and irritated. And then that top part of the brain sort of goes offline. But if you can name that feeling, if you can say fear, 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 or frustration or whatever it is, Dr. Dan Siegel says, it like squirts these soothing neurotransmitters into the amygdala and sort of, you know, kind of calms it down. And so you can get that thinking brain back online again. I love that. I guess I just picture this, picture this little like ketchup bottle squirt, squirt, squirting the neurotransmitters in there. So I love that, but that's the name it to tame it idea. So you, uh, so you, you know, you're able to put put a name, put a label on whatever it is that you're experiencing at that time. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I, I love that visual too. And <laughs> science behind that, that like, it seems simple, right? It's mm-hmm. almost seems too simple to work, right? Um, you know, but it, it really does work. And the research is there backed behind it to, to say that if we can just acknowledge the feeling mm-hmm. and, you know, then it, it does automatically start to bring it, bring it down. Um, and this is where really mindfulness comes in to play here um, and meditation, because in, if we're not mindful and we're not in that present moment and being able to tune in to our body and to our sensations and to our thoughts, it's going to be really challenging for us to be able to name, name the feeling. I mean, if you think about it, when you know, somebody upsets you and you, you know, you react and you fly off the handle and maybe you yell or you storm out of the room, right? In that moment, you're not thinking, oh, I'm angry, right? No, right. you're just, you're, you're like, you're, you're just reacting. And, you know, just in that moment, you're, you're just, you're, you're not thinking clearly. You flipped your lid, right? Yes. <laughs> like as Dr. Dan Siegel said, you flipped your lid. <laughs> yes. You flipped your lid. Um, there's another, um, a neuropsychologist that I follow and her name's going out of my head right now, but she calls the amygdala her Amy G. She was like, so when, when, Amy, when Amy G gets, it gets, uh, gets all irritated. <laughs> oh, that might be my new favorite thing. I love that. <laughs> oh, Dr. Sarah, um, Dr. Sarah Halen. That's her name. Um, that she, you could follow her on Instagram everybody. <laughs> yeah. She's, she, she calls it her Amy G. Um, <laughs> you know, so you're not, you're not in that moment, you're not acknowledging your feeling at all. You are just lashing out or whatever it is, you know, um, you know, whatever the feeling is, maybe you're feeling sad and you're just crying and you can't, you know, uncontrollably or whatever. You're not thinking, Oh, I'm so sad right now. No, you're just, your body is just reacting. 
Right. And so if we can be mindful and hit that pause button for a second and acknowledge the sensations that we're feeling and really, like you said, like really think about how, what, yeah. what is that emotion that we're having right now? Um, yeah. It, that, that's really the, the important piece. So, yeah. so. And, and, and there, there can be, there can be a disconnect there between um, kind of the bodily sensations and, and, and our brain. And so I think asking people to just be in their body. It's funny. I, I use that phrase in my adult yoga classes all the time. Feel what it feels like to be in your body. Like just feel your body, feel your whole body. It sounds like such a like silly, simple thing, but, but literally just feel your body. What does your body feel like right now? And when we can do that with our kids, we can, we can help them sort of feel their body. And then like your son coming to you and like, I just feel off. Well, what is it that feels off? Let's explore that. What is it in your body that doesn't feel good? You know, and then just to sit and, and be able to kind of be an explorer, be a scientist, if you will, you know, and kind of ex explore those sensations and then that can help you to sort of name what it is that you're feeling. Yeah, I love that. That the thought of them, kids being scientists and exploring, right, their own body or um, feeling detectives, right? And, and yeah. tell them to like be, be a detective with your, own, with your own body, your own sensations, your own feelings, your own thoughts, and sort of, you know, really dive in and see if you can tease apart, like, you know, ooh, when, when, you know, my my, my fists are balled up, you know, yeah. that's when I know I'm feeling angry, right? We've, we've talked about this before about sure. the physical yeah. sensations and the body's reaction and getting the kids to think about what does your body look like and act like when you're sad or mm -hmm. when you're tired or when you're frustrated. Um, and act those out. And, yeah. and here's the thing. I mean, we need to be teaching our kids how to feel and what it is to feel and all these things. But we can't teach that unless we practice it ourselves. So it, I mean, we say this over and over again, but it really starts with us. It starts with us as parents or as teachers uh, or caregivers. Like we, we really need to put these things into practice ourselves so that we can then teach our kids these same skills. Yeah. And I think having a meditation practice, whatever that might look like for you. I mean, we've talked about lots of different kinds of meditation and um, you can go back and listen to some of our meditation episodes, but just having that time to be able to sit with yourself in stillness or not, you know, if you're doing a moving meditation, but just in the, the quiet of, of a meditation and being able to kind of notice your body, notice your thoughts, notice anything that you're, that comes up for you, that it strengthening that practice. If we can do that on a consistent basis, when you are having big emotions, you're going to be certainly more aware and be able to identify, oh, whoa, I'm, I'm starting to feel whatever it is. And, you know, you're going to, your body, your, that muscle is going to be strengthened in your awareness. And so I think a meditation practice is really key in helping us to, to be able to name our feelings and, and model that for our kids. And, and I, I'm, I'm all about saying that out loud for my kids, you know, sometimes right. like, you know what, I am super frustrated right now. Like, I'm just going to take a minute. Cause I'm frustrated. Like I, you know, and I don't want to say something that I don't mean, or, you know, I don't, I don't want to yell. So I'm just going to take a minute, you know, or whatever, whatever that feeling I'm sad. Like, you know, I, I used to not want to cry in front of my kids. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and, and, um, and, I, and I'm trying, I'm working, it's still hard a little bit, but even like watching a movie or a TV show or something, some of my kids will be like, are you crying? You know, and I used to be like, no, no, I'm not crying, I'm fine. <laughs> but now I'm like, you know, no, you know what? Yeah, I'm crying. That's making me feel sad. Like maybe the, you know, I'll say like, oh, this is reminding me of grandma, you know, and I miss her. So it's making me sad or, you know, I just, I feel so, um, you know, I, I feel so bad for that character, whatever happened to them, that makes me feel sad that they're so sad or whatever, you know, like yeah. modeling, naming our feelings is really helpful for kids so that when they see us accepting our feelings, then they know it's acceptable for them to have those feelings too. My boys, man, they give me the hardest. <laughs> like, Mom's crying again. <laughs> like, yes, I am because this is very sad. Like, this hurts my heart so much. There goes mom. She's crying again. <laughs> so those are things that I, yeah, can't. I've kind of given up trying trying to hide that from my kids. Yeah, I guess it's different in being in a house full of boys. I, yep. I have some girl. I have some girl energy going on over here. We're half and half. Three girls, three boys. So it's a little more even. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all kind of masculine energy over here. <laughs> but not that they don't cry. Not that right. they don't. <laughs> no, and that's in, that's an interesting thing to bring up too, because right. oftentimes I think, like you know, in society, it's it is harder for for males to to be able to acknowledge those right. those feelings um, sure. for sure. You yeah. know, and and I think. It's changing for sure. I, mm -hmm. I think definitely, but I know that like there have been, you know, people who have sort of had a negative, um, a negative reaction to, you know, some of my children are more sensitive, we might call it than others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people will be like, oh, like, you know, oh, your son's sensitive, you know, like, it's almost like it's a bad thing, <laughs> you know, right. You know, and like, I think it's a great thing, you know, like for sure good thing that he's in, you know, he's in touch with his feelings and he's, he's empathetic and compassionate and I'll take that any day of the week, you know, yeah. and, and he's the kid who, yes, came to me yesterday and said, I'm, I'm not feeling myself and good for him for being able to recognize that. So mm -hmm. it is changing, but I, I, it is harder for boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing too, to acknowledge, um, and I think, you know, we've said this before, you know, with meditation and mindfulness, being able to get more in touch with your, with your body and with your feelings and being able to name your feelings, does that mean you're going to be happy all the time? No, it doesn't, but it allows you to understand when these sensations come up, what would an appropriate response be, or how am I, how am I going to manage my way through this, this big feeling? You know, so uh, I think it's important to acknowledge that too. It's not that we're saying, you know, oh, you never feel, you know, never experience the bad sensation. No, I mean, you're going to, you're going to feel this, but name it. And then being able to figure out what, what, what works for you to kind of manage, right. manage your way. Right. Through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as we said, not being scared of those big feelings, right. but acknowledging them and then knowing that you have tools in your toolbox to help you through that time mm -hmm. and to help you ride that wave of whatever that emotion is. You know, we have to, we have to be able to acknowledge it, to understand that then we have practices that we can count on to help right. us ride through that, through that feeling. And, and that practice may be meditation. It may be a mindfulness practices of 
you know, tuning into our senses. Um, it may be getting out in nature, right. And going on a nature walk. It may be doing, moving your body, doing some salutations or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that, that tool to support you through, through the feelings yeah. to not, to not run away from, from the feelings is really, um, the whole kind of point of name it to tame it, you know, don't, don't push it away. Don't try to, um, change it, just name it and allow it and accept it. And I love the, 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 um, quote it's, um, all feelings are acceptable. All behaviors are not mm. right. So, um, yeah. I, I use that a lot with, with, um, with my kids, especially like my, my preschoolers, you know, they used to say, Oh, uh, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Oh yeah. I don't like that because you know, you might get upset and that's, that's right. okay. Right. You know, so I say all feelings are welcome. Yeah. All behaviors are not, we could not get the color scarf that we want and that's okay. We can be upset, but what's, what is a way that we can, what is something we can do to help us with those upset feelings? You know, can we get up and do some jumping jacks or, you know, do, do a cobra pose and, you know, stretch right. out and whatever, whatever or they a lion want. breath or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so, you know, I, I say, I accept all the feelings. I don't accept all the behaviors, you know, so let's, let's pick a, let's pick a, a tool that, that is appropriate and safe. Yeah, that's good. So I love it. Great conversation as always. Thank you. And, um, would love to, uh, would love to know if you, if you've experienced the name it to tame it thing. And have you tried that? Have you tried uh, using that with your, with your own students or with your own children? Uh, tell us about it in our Facebook group. So uh, thanks everybody for joining us for another great conversation. And we look forward to our next one next week. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to subscribe and give us a written review to help us reach others and share all the benefits of kids yoga and mindfulness. If you want more information on all that Kidding Around Yoga has to offer, you can find us at kiddingaroundyoga.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Kidding Around Yoga. We will meet you back here next week for another fun conversation with Christy and Kelly.